Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. This is episode 242. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 242. Today, we have a special on-air coaching call talking about pandemic parenting problems. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course and membership, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back, dear listener. I am so glad you are here in just a moment. I'm going to be sitting down with Tammy, a Mindful Parenting member whose six-year-old daughter has been yelling at her. And you know, this is part of what's been happening in the world, right? The pandemic is creating inordinate amounts of stress for both us parents and kids. And kids, unfortunately, show that stress with behavior problems because their whole stress response, their fight, flight, or freeze system is an overdrive, and they actually don't really know how to handle it. So we're going to talk about how to handle this behavior. And so we're going to, I want you to listen for some really important takeaways, how kids' behavior problems, you know, are often really a sign of stress, how we have to really look underneath the behavior to think about what kids need. And we're going to talk about some important strategies to help you and your child regulate your emotions. This is going to be a really valuable episode for you. I can guarantee it. And before we dive in, I want to let you know that I have another awesome free training. This is the season of free trainings because we have the Unmartyr Yourself Challenge coming up. And it's going to be live October 14th through 19th. And we're going to be talking about that whole mommy martyr, harmful mommy martyr mindset, right? And I'm going to really want to walk you through some ways that are really concrete, practical ways to help you really reclaim your time, your sanity, and your energy that you bring to the world um, through this challenge. And so I'm excited for you to be part of it. You can go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash unmartyr. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash U-N-M-A-R-T-Y-R, or just go to mindfulmamamentor.com, go in the resources, you'll find it and sign up. And there's this awesome, really eye-opening self-care assessment that you get as soon as you sign up. So this is really valuable. So check it out. And the Unmartyr Yourself Challenge is a way for us to kick off the Mindful Mama Transformation Coaching Group. I have a small group coaching program that is going to be running starting this fall, late this fall, going into next year. And it is really about doing the deeper work of becoming a mindful mama that you know you can be and doing it with a small sisterhood. And it's really about a wonderful deep dive. So if you want to learn more about that, go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. There are only six spots and some are already going. So if you're interested, reach out right away and apply for a spot. Um, and I think that's all I have to announce. We have the group coaching, the Unmarty Yourself Challenge. Yay, so many fun things coming up that 
are definitely very helpful. So I invite you to join me. And I know that you're going to really get a lot out of this episode too. So let's dive in and listen to this uh, on-air coaching call. Tammy, thanks so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. You've been a, a longtime member member of Mindful Parenting, and it's nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're here for a challenge, <laughs> to discuss a, a challenge, but first, what are, what are some wins that you can acknowledge for yourself? Um, for myself or for like just with my family? So. How about both? One of each. Okay. Um, well, the one that I have here is one of my wins is the children allowing me to bring reading back into bedtime. So for a while, they were really fighting reading, me reading to them, them reading to me. Uh, and now at bedtime, I have both children reading to me from a book that they have chosen. Oh, so cool. I, that's a huge win because I feel like reading is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, yay for reading. And then for, what about for you? Um, well, I started doing a yoga class virtually with, mm -hmm. um, the yoga studio downtown. I, um, so I do that one morning a week. Uh, but I've also been getting up earlier in the morning and going for walks outside when it's still cool. Mm, that's so nice. That, that's such, I feel like going for a walk is such a it's kind of an extra nice thing now that we're all in the house with each other all the time. Um, good, good. And how, how is that feeling for you? Good. I really like being outside by myself without any of the kind of challenges that I've been having. And I do it in the morning where the kids half the time don't even realize that I'm gone because they're watching their morning TV show. Nice. like just to get out and be one with nature and it's calm it's before the day starts so it's mm. just really yeah. that sounds great nice good good habits I like it good all right well um now shall we dive in to the challenge dun 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 sure <laughs> so tell us first tell us uh how old your kids are I have a six-year-old girl and I have an eight-year-old boy. All right, cool. And I think it's the, your six-year-old daughter that's, that's uh, been, been pushing some buttons lately, huh? Lots of buttons. Yeah. Yes. All right. So tell us what's happening. Um, it could, and I don't know what triggers it, but it feels like for her, everything's an emergency and she needs it now. And if I put her off or ask her to wait, then the crying starts, the yelling kind of starts bossing me around and giving me ultimatums. Mm. And it's the point now where I'm not even sure what to do. I was talking to my husband a little bit about this before we started here. And um, he says that I can be annoying sometimes when I'm trying to talk to them. So I don't know if <laughs> I, right. Coming from the, the person who sits there quietly and doesn't intervene <laughs> when these things are happening, but um it's just been really challenging for me. So do you think he's kind of seeing it from their point of view when he says that? What, how do you interpret that? In that? Interpret that? I don't know. Because then when I asked him how, what should I do? Because I don't know what to do. He has no mm. 
back for that. So it's like, and I mean, that's why I'm here today because I really have this challenge and I'm doing all kinds of reading and breathing and talking to them and it's just not clicking. So I must. Okay. It's incredibly frustrating and uh, you're, you're feeling like this stuck point. It sounds like, like, uh, okay, what do I do? And so let this, so you said she's yelling back at you and she's kind of like talking back at you and, um, and yelling at you. So can you kind of describe a situation that would trigger that kind of behavior or do you, can you think of an example? Um, she could come up and ask me, mom, I need help with something. And I say, I'm in the middle of something cause I'm, I'm trying to work. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's like, no, I need it now. I need it right now. And then she keeps asking and I keep asking her to you know, can you do it in a little while. Mommy's really trying to concentrate. I need a little bit more time. And it just starts, it escalates. Um, okay. It could start where we're sitting down to eat dinner and I put ketchup on her hamburger or I didn't like it. Like anything, I feel like anything triggers her. So she's pretty, really, pretty highly sensitive right now, and it it, it seems it's like a change that's been since when. I feel like it it's with the the quarantine mm-hmm. since we've been locked together, and she doesn't have that other side of her life. Mm-hmm. where she expects me to be everything and do everything for her, with her, when her, when she wants me to. But yeah, it's definitely since we've been pulled up in our house, um, just everything's a fight. And so, um, so yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, as you say that, that um, she's, she's having this reaction, right? She's actually, so, you know, that stress response, is fight, flight, or freeze, or I think uh, faint might be one now that they include. But anyway, um, <laughs> fight, flight, or freeze, and, and you're getting some fight, sounds like. Serious fight, yeah. yeah. And it's ha- and I think that we can really look at her, and if we kind of start to broaden our lens like of awareness, you can see like what are the stressors in her life, right? Like quarantine is a huge, huge stressor for all of us and, and really, really for kids. They have no control. They have so little control. They have no social, maybe no social outlet, no friends to play with. Maybe physically they're restricted, right? So if you could kind of step in to her shoes a little and describe what might be causing stress for her, can you kind of imagine from her pl- her point of view um, what what are the things that might be causing some stress for her? I'm not I'm not sure what's causing it. I mean, I feel like we have things pretty good here, mm-hmm. um, but maybe she just she wants control. She she's trying to get everyone in the house to do as she says when she says it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like she doesn't have that independent control that she did before because we're always home together and it's the rules. And we've even had family meetings where we go over the rules. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't like it. 
She just doesn't mm. like the rules. Mm. She like me telling her, you know, things that she needs to do, like not even difficult things, but normal chores. You know, we have battles in the morning to wash up and brush your teeth, battles about brushing your hair, like mm. all things that uh, is a personal responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to to keep the house harmonious and running. You know, you got to be clean. You got to clean up after yourself. One of my big complaints is yeah. Why my children decide when they're done with something, they can just drop it on the ground and walk away from it. OMG, I know just what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) It's frustrating. Super frustrating. I I try every day to come in with, you know, I I meditate. I try to come in every day, Mm -hmm. maybe approach it a little bit differently. uh, Mm -hmm. But I always end up sort of in the same then I get into the fight or flight and I start getting angry and then mm-hmm. we're both angry. It's, it's really a spiral. I start taking like these ridiculous deep breaths to try to calm myself down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's, it's challenging. Okay. All right. So you're identifying some really crucial things here. Like, so first of all, you're all in quarantine, which is stressful. Like even if it's been like X number of months now and where it feels sort of normal and we kind of have this part of our brain is like, oh yes, we should be fine with this, but it's not really fine. It's, it's norm, it's different and it's stressful because we're social creatures and we inter are with other people. And that's a really important part of our well being really for kids too. And, and you're saying she wants control. So she's, that's a very common reaction for both adults and kids in a uncertain, real uncertain situation is to want to have control. But then you're saying like, she doesn't have any control. Like she, like she didn't have any say in the rules. So, so it, it, she doesn't like the rules. She wants to, she, it sounds like she's really battling for some autonomy right? So she's, she's wanting some autonomy and she may also be needing some like, you know, especially at a six-year-old, she's not that far out of preschool, really. Like she's, she, at that age, kids um, co-regulate their emotions with us, right? Our emotions are a big indicator of their emotions. And our practices, what you're doing, all those practices, like going on that walk and you're practicing your to recognize that stress response and calm it down. Those are so, so important because you calming down and, and, you know, doing a mindfulness practice or doing mindful walking that will actually affect the whole other, the whole family. So that's really awesome that you're taking those steps. But what I'm kind of hearing from you also is that this, like, as she starts to respond as she starts to yell you get triggered and so are you yelling too I'm trying not to mm-hmm. uh, but then I think that's when I start to become a little bit annoying because I'm trying not to be something that I am oh, even. Yeah. so I may start talking like shorter sentences like I get snippy right mm-hmm. and that's not helpful either but I'm not quite sure what is the best way to respond. So sometimes I end up taking a deep breath and leaving the room, mm-hmm. you know, times um, maybe I'll stay and try to calm myself down, mm-hmm. but I'm really trying to get her. I'm like, let's, I feel like we're, 
I feel like we're really upset right now. Why don't we take some deep breaths, right? Let's try to mm-hmm. get her, ourselves down so that we can maybe have a, a conversation instead of this yelling that gets louder and then the crying starts and then my and my husband will intervene and send her to a room, which I know that's not necessarily the best thing either. So then I go try to sit in a room with her while she's upset. So it's just, it's been all over the place. Okay. Okay. So I can, this is, this is okay. It's super frustrating, but I can identify a couple areas that might be helpful for you. Okay. okay. All right. So, um, so when she's coming, coming over to ask you something or whatever, um, uh, what I'm kind of hearing and as you describe the situation is there might be one crucial, uh, a crucial piece that may be missing here. Um, and that's the acknowledgement piece. And I'm wondering um, when she, and, and this is, this, I say acknowledgement in general because it might be for both of you. Um, and acknowledgement means just like saying what you see and acknowledging verbally out loud what's going on for you. So she comes over, um, mommy, I need you right now. And you say, hey, babe, I'm working. I can't right now. Wait, wait, but I need you right now. I need you right now. And that's a clue for you that that your first message didn't work. (laughs) And so she has some um, overriding, like she has some need that's, that's, you know, making her push beyond your, your boundaries there. Right. And so this would be a a sign and it it actually, it sounds like it's going to take more time, but it actually will end up shortcutting like the whole maybe downward spiral perhaps is to like, um, and for me, I find I need to like, I have a laptop on my computer. I literally need to put that lid halfway down so I won't look at the screen, you know, and I literally need to turn my body completely away so that I'm signaling to my body and mind that I'm like just stepping out of work mode for a moment. And that piece about like acknowledging what she's saying. So we talk about that in mindful parenting as like how to help your kids solve their problems, right? Is like that big tool is reflective listening. So when she's coming to you and she's said that to you a couple of times, how could you reflect that back to her? How could you just show her like, I, I, I acknowledge what you hear. I see you. I hear you right now. Stay tuned for more Mindful Mama podcast right after this break. We all know that this school year will be unlike any other. Whether your kids are going back to school or logging into a classroom from home. And as parents, it can be really time consuming to give your kids the extra help they might need this year. Well, here's a bit of help. Hands-on science and art projects that you can get delivered to your door. And I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like the arts are a little neglected in online learning. Oh my goodness. This company, KiwiCo, can deliver a science fair or art class right to your door. I was even surprised by how much I loved these as an adult. The KiwiCo crates are so much fun. My older daughter got the Eureka crates and worked on the most amazing kit. She was lit up by it. She worked on a wooden ukulele and she built a real 
honestly a real wooden ukulele a four-string concert ukulele that she can play herself and explore the science of sound waves it is so cool and she is so proud and loves this project and i love how she could do it all on her own which was so neat your child can get super cool hands-on science art and geography projects delivered to their door every month they'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail my kids get so psyched especially at a time when they might be unable to go to fun places like museums this is a really fun activity that comes straight to them and you'll really be surprised at how high quality the materials are too these are real engineering science and art projects for children. There are different crates for kids of all ages, so there's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code HUNTER at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Use the promo code HUNTER. It's an amazing way to both support this podcast and get these amazing hands-on science, art, geography projects delivered right to your door. It's so worth it. KiwiCo.com, promo code HUNTER. Yeah, I do try to do some mm-hmm. of their listening. Oh, you need mom right now, right? Okay, yeah, mom. yeah. And um, it's important. It's really, really important to you. Good. Yeah, Good. but I'm some. it doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. No, it won't always work, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is 100% full of old proof. <laughs> okay, but that's great. Like saying that piece of like, this is super important to you. I, I hear you right now, yes. Like this is so, so important to you. Um, and that's when you want to shift back to like your iMessage, right? So this, this is really, really important to you right now. I see. I, I, I get it, honey. And, not but, but and, what's your iMessage? I really need to concentrate on my work right now so I can, um, I, I Sometimes I tell her, if mom doesn't get her work done, her manager is going to be mad, right? So if I, if I can't meet my deadline, then yeah. I, could be, I could be in trouble at work. That's great. So, you know, I, I got to do this work because this is important. I could get in trouble with my manager. Um, and how does, how does some of those messages land? Like if you did some reflective listen, you know, I hear you, I get this, and this is, this is why this is important to me. And this is the frustrating part is she wants what she wants. Mm-hmm. I know she's six, but I don't necessarily feel like she respects some of the boundaries that we have set for that. Yeah. She's six. So she may not. I, she's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> just mm-hmm. get, trying to get her to understand that I'm not here for her, her at her beck and call, like every second she needs me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So there's a couple things here, like, you know, you, you're, you know, you're, you're doing great. You're like, you're listening to what she's saying, acknowledging, and that creates a connection. Like I see you and I hear you. And then you're, you're saying your iMessage, like, Hey babe, when you, when you interrupt me like this, I can't do my work. And this is really important because 
I could get in trouble. And this is, this is how we, you know, this is how I, we pay for our, our house and, and our livelihood. This is really important. So you may have to like repeat a couple different versions of that. And what I would offer then is to kind of think about like, see, what is her need at that moment, right? What is she needing? And like in some of the other moments you talked about, she's wanting control, right? She's wanting autonomy. Um, and control may be part of that, but I th also am seeing she's really, she's wanting to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And she may be feeling stressed, uncomfortable in, so, in any number of different ways because this pandemic is really, is stressing her kids out, right? And she, little kids, they regulate their feelings by connecting with mom or dad, right? By, by you know, connecting with you, and using that as a way to ground themselves and to regulate themselves. So um, if you could see that part of her need may be for connection, could you think about other ways that in that moment you could um, try to like somehow meet that need either in the moment or maybe a little later? Yeah. I have built into our daily routine some mom time. Oh, so they this, this time is mom time. But like today, the kids and yesterday and the day before, then they fight each other because they both want to do what they want to do and they don't want to do what their sibling does, wants to do. So oh, then oh, they, oh, yeah. Then they end up fighting with each other. So then I'm breaking up a fight, trying to deal with mom time. And I'm like, why am I upset when this is our time to have fun with each other? That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds really frustrating. So mom time, it's kind of sounds like you're doing like some, a special time, but it, what you, what's really vital about, uh, about that connection time, it sounds like, is that it can, it, especially with siblings, like it's great, to, it's good to have that one-on-one -on -one connection time where you say to, you know, older brother, all right, do some more Minecraft. <laughs> you get 10 more minutes of Minecraft. And you know what? Younger sister, these 10 minutes, I'm yours. I'm going to give you these 10 minutes. I'm totally yours. We can play whatever you want to do besides screen time and, um, you know, and like going to get cotton candy. But, you know, I'm here for you. We can do whatever you want to do. And then you use that time to just hang out and, and practice almost like a, a meditation on your child. Even if you're like doing something as inanely like mind numbing as Candyland, <laughs> which she's probably not playing at six. But regardless, if you're doing even something like really incredibly boring and like skull crushing, like playing Barbies or something, um, think of it instead of, um, you know, you, you, you may have the resistance and you're, you know, you, you have all the thoughts of like, oh God, this is so boring. I'm going to die. But Notice those thoughts, notice that resistance and see if you can almost spend that as like a 10 minute meditation period where you're redirecting your attention with kindness and compassion to your child. You're bringing curiosity to your child. Who is she right now? What is she needing right now? What is she acting out right now? What, um, really trying to understand her, you know, and, and be, um, a kind and compassionate observer of your child. And so that you can use that time to kind of just chill, have nothing else on the agenda. It, you know, don't 
try to chop vegetables or I know I totally get distracted by like wiping surfaces. I like would like <laughs> wipe surfaces while I'm doing that. Try to like refrain from that. You know, it's kind of like when you, you pick at your toenail polish in yoga. Um, <laughs> you know, you practice instead to be present at this time with your child. But I would try to do that if you're able to, and this may not happen every day by far, but like maybe three times a week, but individually with each child. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I do a, a part of that because at bedtime every night they get mm-hmm. snuggled from mom. Oh, and they, good. It's a five-minute, it always goes more than five minutes, but mm-hmm. it's a five-minute snuggle where you can read, you know, we can snuggle, we can talk, we can do whatever they want for that mm-hmm. amount of time. Then it's it's bedtime. And I, I instituted that a few years ago when my son would always fall asleep at the top of the stairs waiting for me. So I would start an institute instead of them constantly calling for me at the top of the stairs, I would give them snuggle time. And it Mm. was, they figured out five minutes. So Mm. it was like five minutes of snuggle time for each child individually um, at bedtime every night. So, Mm. but I feel maybe I need another dose of that someplace throughout the day. Yeah, that would be great because really, you know, I think that whole, for me, that relationship bank account metaphor just works so well in so many situations and here too, like you've had these situations with your daughter's behavior. You've had a lot of make a lot of withdrawals (laughs) from that relationship bank account. And so you want to be putting in deposits and they say, you know, you want to make like five positive connections for every one negative one. And why we, they say that the researchers, because are because the way our brains are have a negativity bias, including our children, um, that they latch. We our brains tend to just latch on to negative things and make a big story, make a big deal out of the negative things, and make that the defining thing. Whereas, so if we can try, if you that might be a great goal in the next couple of weeks is to just like aim for five positive interactions, maybe aim for that special time with your daughter um, so that you have some deposits in your relationship bank account so that you, when you need to make a withdrawal, there's, there's something there, you know? Yeah. All right. So how is this sounding so far? Kind of this just shift little subtle shifts here. It sounds good. It sounds like I already have a lot of stuff in place, but I just need to tweak it a little bit because it's not landing right. Cause I honestly feel like I'm trying so hard to not yell and to make that connection, but I'm just must be missing the mark. And part of some, sometimes when we are like trying to be calm and trying to be like present and stuff like that, but we're actually really kind of frustrated because maybe we're stressed or whatever situation sounds like that some of that might be happening for you. And like our kids have incredibly well-honed BS meters <laughs> and they see right through that. And so that's why what I was talking about acknowledgement. I'm, I mean, for you too, you know, for you to say out loud, I'm starting to get really frustrated. I'm feeling my muscles t- get tight in my shoulders. I, uh, this is, you know, I've asked you a bunch of times and this is starting to be really frustrating for me. You know, that acknowledgement of saying that out loud 
it really does help. It's, you know, Dan Siegel calls it name it to tame it because it's that it's like providing some of that relief. Like, Oh, it, it, that verbal acknowledgement provides a little relief from the feeling itself, but also it's like a kind of a bell of mindfulness for you. Like of, okay, if I'm starting to, if I've said I'm starting to get frustrated like five times, that's a, a sign for you that that stress response is really kind of building up and it would be a good time to, if you're able to take a break, stop what you're doing. Even if your daughter's there, maybe you could, if your daughter's there, you could say, honey, I'm starting to feel so frustrated. I imagine you are too. Listen, could you do a three breath hug with me, with mommy? And that's a really nice thing to do. And so you hold each other and you just take a deep breath in and out three times together, hugging each other. And it's kind of brilliant because, and this comes from the tradition of uh, the of Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, that three breath hug. He calls it hugging meditation. And it's kind of brilliant because not only do you do both co-regulate, like you help each other's stress response calm down, but it kind of gives you like the right amount of time to hug. <laughs> you know, it's like we've done this and, it, and it's a nice long hug. So you could, you've noticed, you've named it to tame it. You're, you've, you're noticing you're frustrated. Maybe you offer that three breath hug if she's there, if she's, if she's just stomped off and you're like, I've just been saying I'm frustrated 5,000 times that's a sign for you to not just like grit your teeth and go back to work. It's a sign to just take literally 30 seconds, put a hand on your belly, one hand on your heart, close your eyes and take a deep breath in, in a big sigh, (sighs) like a big sigh breath. Come on, do it with me. Deep breath in, big loud sigh. (sighs) One more. And the research shows actually the louder and more dramatically you sigh, that the more it changes your brain chemistry and your, you want, you just, you can know that that fight, flight, or freeze stress response is making your muscles tense. It's, you know, heightening your blood pressure. It's making, you know, it's, it's doing all those things. So it really is a physical response to sigh it out and even to like shake your hands. Just think mm-hmm. about moving that energy through your body and you can like Tammy and I are now shaking our hands, dear listener. <laughs> like you just shake your hands. You can even shake your arms and just kind of think about, okay, I've, that I've had some stress response. Uh, you know, there's some tension built up in my body. You could even like jump up and down a little, shake it out. Really, literally, it's, a ten, it's an energy in the body that if we don't process it, like really it only can take like 30 seconds to process mm-hmm. it. It just tends to then the next stressful thing kind of builds up on onto it, and then we're yelling because all that stress is kind of built up throughout the day. So how does how does that sound? Both the both of those sort of strategies sounds good. I really like the three breath hug. Uh, we, we do a lot of hugging. That just might be one because usually I, I like let's take some deep breaths together, right? And I get mom, you know you. You're ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, but maybe the adding the hug part to it might get a little bit more um, agreement because it's hard to refuse a hug from mom. Yeah. And you know, what I say is I need a hug. Mm-hmm. 
you know, not you need a hug. Like that's kind of judgy. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to do that. But like right. I say, I I need a hug right now. Can you give me a big hug? I could use a three breath hug. Hmm. And and that's true anyway, you know. Right. Right. All right, cool. So we have some responses for you in that moment. We have some ways to kind of build that connection, that relationship bank account. So she's wanting to cooperate more, right? Because that connection makes our kids want to cooperate more and uh, and it will lower her resistance to any of your iMessages. Mm. Now, let's. I want to kind of circle back to like part of the big picture problem here, which is, you know, she's a little stressed and wanting to control things, right? And she's kind of like rebelling against kind of the rules and the different things like that. Um, would you be open to doing, to having a meeting with the family kind of about the rules or about the, not about the rules, but about the things that, the things that need to get done in the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what you would, and you would do some win-win problem solving around this. And what you would do is you'd tell your kids like, we want to make sure that, you know, you, we're going to really listen to you. We want to make sure that you, you get what your needs met, but also that daddy and I get our needs met. And one of the, your needs is a need for fairness, right? Um, that's really an innate need that everybody has. And so you can talk about, you know, daddy and I need it to be fair around the house that, you know, you, you guys take some responsibilities, but we want to talk about maybe let's, and we want to be um, honor what your needs are and what you might like. And so one of the most successful ways I've done this with my own family is to make it really visible for little kids is to, um, to literally like write down on a piece of paper, all the jobs or, you know, like, um, you know, putting away the dishes, uh, you know, setting the table, wiping the table, uh, vacuuming, sweeping the patio, all those different things. You write down all those things. And then to make it really visible for little kids, the way that was most successful for us is that we took a piece of paper and there's four of you in your family. So this will work out well. So we divide it in four and we, I wrote, we wrote mommy, daddy, and Maggie and Sora. And then we had all these jobs and we said, okay, this is the way it is now. And we put all the jobs and so there's this huge pile list under Bill and I's names. And we said, this feel, this is, we feel frustrated because we, it feels unfair and we need your help. You know, what are some jobs that you would feel comfortable taking? And, um, and that, that's a nice way to do it. And so why I'm suggesting that is because your daughter wants to have some say in things, Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it's also nice to do this and then like, you know, get, have ice cream afterwards, right? Like something, fu- have something fun afterwards. But, um, and it's not like if we do this, then we get ice cream. It's just like, first we're going to do this thing. Hey, and then we're going to celebrate by going out for ice cream. Okay. Um, but yeah, your daughter wants some saying things and to ask her and, and to say, what would you like to take? is just so much nicer than someone on high pushing down some job onto you. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, and you can imagine that, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if you're, um, yeah, it's like, just what would you like to take? And then, and probably you and your husband are going to be happy that she's like willing to do anything. <laughs> I imagine. I mean, at least that's what we've done. And so we've done this a couple times with our daughters and they just, uh, they're like, okay. And, and sometimes my youngest daughter has been like, well, we're like, honey, there's a lot in my column. There's a lot in daddy's column. And I feel, you know, I'll give an eye message. Like, I feel frustrated that this doesn't, it's not really that fair for me. And she's like, okay. And she's like, I'll take on watering the plants. I'm like, okay, great. And so she waters the plants. And so the way that we try to step out of the role of the enforcer is that we just make sure the job, you know, we do our responsibilities before our fun stuff. And so, you know, we just do the responsibilities before, you know, make sure those things are done before there's some screen time in the afternoon or something right. like that, you know. Um, let's just take a look. So the way we say that around the house is like, okay, let's just take a look out for, you know, what are the responsibilities you need to be that are that are around, you know, that you could get done. And we just do that before screen time. It's not, if you don't do it, you're not going to get your screen time. Like, that's not what we want to say. That's a whole threatening thing. But yeah. it's like, hey, we do this and then we do screen time. So that's just the way it is, right? There's not there's um, not as much to argue with. And it's not perfect. Like, you're not going to have any system where you have zero conflict in your house. But, um, but it does help to really pull them into that, that you know, that piece of, of what can, you know, what can you do? How can you help? Sounds good. Can you imagine this uh, meeting happening? I can. Yeah. All right, cool. And give me a preview of what your iMessage is going to be about these things. <laughs> oh boy. I, I've been feeling frustrated and uh, things aren't getting done around the house that should be. So let's come up with a, a plan and, and decide who's, who's going to do what chores around the house. Okay. And, you know, when you talk to your kids about this, like, you know, I want to, um, we're going to make sure we listen to you and we're going to, you know, we want to ask them what their needs are, right? Too. Like, what, what are you needing, you know, as far as, responsibilities around the house like do you need I don't know sometimes kids need crazy things like you know when you it's great to involve kids in conversations like this because like you you never know what's going to happen like you can talk to a kid about brushing their teeth and you know it they'll come up with well it's okay I'll brush my teeth if I can brush them in the living room fine okay brush your teeth in the living room I don't care you know like that's great like do that for a while you know, because they, they just want that autonomy. Sometimes, you know, we don't have to be the ones to have to solve all the problems. We can um, ask for their input and say, okay, how do we, we've got a problem. This feels unfair. How, how can we solve this problem together? Okay. All right. So Tammy, tell me what your, some of your takeaways are. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I'm going to really try to get some more individual time to connect with, with each child instead of doing it together. Cause 
like the, the fighting's just hasn't been <clears throat> um, working and maybe repeat different versions of my I statement or or what I'm seeing is happening if she's if she's not hearing um, what I'm saying and if she comes up and I'm working make sure that I'm acknowledging her by you know closing down what I'm doing and, and facing her so she knows that I she has my attention I'm going to aim for five positive interactions a day. I'm going to try to, I'm going to institute the brief, the three breath hugs, the three. And uh, I'm just going to start trying to notice more the resistance and um, bring kindness and compassion into it instead of getting frustrated. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of good takeaways. Very good. Yeah, you're both in a tough situation. It's not easy. Like you're trying to work from home. She's trying to be a kid with without connecting to friends or schools or camps. Sucks. Yeah. And so we kind of have to be, we have to lower our expectations for ourselves and our kids in some ways. You know, I've found myself with a lot of the same frust frustrations and when I get like to be a hard ass and kind of persnickety, it doesn't help so much. It's not helpful. Um, and when I can slow down and make my and help myself connect first, you know, there's like a saying, connect then correct. So when I can connect first um, and aim for those, those good interactions, make sure I have some of those in first. Um, they they do go a long way towards towards creating that that cooperation we want. And then, what's your plan for when everybody has a hard day and there is some yelling? Lock myself <laughs> in my room. <laughs> I I guess what I'm fishing for here is I just want to offer you that there will be those times, right? right. Everyone will have a hard day and there will be some yelling. In those times, offer yourself some compassion. You're in a tough situation. We all are. It's not easy just being a human. Forget being a human in a pandemic in this crazy world right now um, with children. But offer yourself some compassion. It's not easy. There's a lot going on. Be kind to yourself. Really offer yourself that kindness. And then connect and, you know, offer any apologies you might want to, you know, just reconnect, re, you know, and I know you're, you're great at that. Go, go back to that, that connecting. And, you know, sometimes conflicts can bring us ultimately closer together. You know, we're, they're gonna, inevitable anyway, so we might as well kind of use them to bring ourselves closer together afterwards. All right. Good luck, Tammy. Go forth and mindfully parent. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's been in the membership for a long time and I, and she's done so much great work. So, so much of this was a reminder for her, but it's such a, it's such a clear reminder for me, I think, how much this is not a sprint, right? This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is kind of what I've been thinking about recently and how these, transforming these generational patterns, it takes time. It takes it concentrated effort, it takes support, it takes community. And that's why I love love the membership and I love 
providing that and, um, and creating the space for us to get together, take it to the next level. It's so cool. If you would like to take it to the next level, if you would like to join the group, small group coaching, I invite you to check that out. That's at mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. It's for really, really walking that talk, transforming that stress and mommy martyr mindset into calm, secure, grounded, peaceful mama. You know, we've got just this one life. We, we need to invest in the things that are most important to us, like how we live our lives. It makes such a huge difference. Those things like clothes and couches and whatnot, they don't matter so much. And these, these things that really affect our daily life matter a lot. So if you're interested in the group coaching, go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash group coaching. We'll be kicking it off with the Unmartyr Yourself Challenge. Join me with that. Get started with that amazing self-care assessment that is really eye-opening. And that's all at mindfulmamamentor.com. I'm wishing you well, wishing you a good week. I hope you're hanging in there with the working, you know, home, remote learning, all the craziness that's going on for you in your life and in mine. Oh my goodness. It's not an easy time. I'm thinking about you and, you know, we just take it one step at a time and get the resources, get the support you need and, and, you know, give yourself a lot of compassion. It's really, really important. You know, we, we're not, we're not expected to do this perfectly. And, um, and I offer it to myself. I invite you to offer it to yourself. Allow yourself, give yourself permission to be human. I will be back in your ears next week. I have an awesome guest for you. And I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, Dr. Judy Ho talking about how to stop self-sabotage. She's wonderful. And uh, some amazing guests coming up. So uh, I can't wait to be back in your ears. If you liked this, take a screenshot. Tag me on Instagram at mindfulmamamentor. All right, I gotta stop talking now. I'm just blathering on. I love connecting. I'm thankful. I really appreciate your your ears, your listening. It means a lot to me. Um, I'm so glad we can connect in this way. And um, I'm wishing you a beautiful, beautiful week, my friend, as much as you can. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Tell me a joke. No. I don't know any. Do you know any Harry Potter jokes? No. Do you know any knock-knock jokes? Uh, not really, no. You must have heard this classic <gasps> one. Knock-knock. Mm-hmm. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock-knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Aren't you glad I didn't say orange? Is that how that goes? No, I think it's...